You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into STB Sports Take, Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts. Everywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Thank you for being here. Please hit that subscribe button. Whatever platform you are on, please subscribe. Um, got a got a, a brief but an exciting show today, an exciting podcast. Going to talk about a couple of things in particular. One, of course, we have to talk about the Olympics and Simone Biles. She withdraws from not only the team competition, the team all-around for Team USA Gymnastics, but then also the individual all-around. Going to dive into that. Also going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and all that drama. And of course, tonight is the NBA draft. Um, I'm going to be honest, not a ton to talk about with the draft, but a lot of trades happening around the draft. We're going to talk about that. So let's start with Simone Biles. Um, She, of course, is far and away the best female gymnast in the world. It's not even close. Uh, Everyone fully expects her to win gold in the individual all around. Everyone fully expects her to be the leader and best gymnast on the Team USA to win gold in, in the team competition as well. And then she qualified for all of the individual events um, as well. So she had a chance to win a whole lot of medals. Um, and in the final, the team final, the women's all-around team final, she withdraws. And she did a vault. And um, and again, for, for the vast majority of us, for almost everybody watching and listening to this, we don't have any clue what it's like to run up to a vault and bounce off it and then do a back handspring into a vault and then catapult yourself even further into the air doing all these flips and spins. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare do it. Um, <laughs> she did. And she's really good at it. But she apparently did one less spin rotation than she was supposed to do. She still landed decently well and got an okay score. But, you know, the announcers are talking about how uh, she completely missed an entire turn. She must have been lost in the air. You then see her talking to her coaches and teammates saying, you know, she was lost and she just doesn't have it and not tonight. And, and then they confirm that it's a mental thing. She withdraws. They confirm that it's mental. That it is not physical. She's totally okay physically. Mentally, she is not. So she withdraws. Okay. So I'm going to take both sides of this argument. Okay. Because there's the one side of the argument is like, good for her. She's a hero. Um, you know, she, her mental health is more important and all this stuff, which is what most people are saying because they're too scared to say the other side. I am not too scared to say the other side. I'm not going to say that I entirely agree with one or the other. I think that the, the right answer is somewhere in the middle, but the other side of the argument is she completely let her teammates down. She didn't let us down. She didn't let me down. She didn't let you down. She didn't let the country down. Cause that's just not true at all. Like whether or not she wins gold has zero impact on my life whatsoever, but it has a lot of impact on her teammates' lives. It has a lot of impact on her coaches' lives. It has a lot of impact on other girls who could have had her spot, but she withdrew. And, and but, but she took their spot and then she withdrew. So there's an empty spot now that could have been filled by somebody who wanted to be there, who could have handled the pressure. Okay, so that's the other side of the coin, right? Now, I want to make it clear. I'm not condemning her for withdrawing. Uh, the gymnastics, I, I was watching them and like, I have a hard time watching some of the events because they're so dangerous looking, they're flipping and spinning and they're on this little balance beam doing flips. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness, you're going to kill yourself, you know, and the uneven bars. And they're like, letting go of one bar and fly into the other one. And there's so much that goes into it 
that it is a huge risk of injury. So I've read an article that talks about getting the twisties is what they call it in gymnastics. Very dangerous. Um, this is not like a guy having an off night on the basketball court where his shot just isn't there. He's choking under the pressure. Um, he's making some errant turnovers, things like that. This is you literally flipping and spinning incorrectly, getting the twisties, getting lost in the air, being confused uh, because of all the stress and anxiety and landing on your head and breaking your neck. It's not safe. Uh, so I don't blame her at all for withdrawing. I want to say that. Um, it probably was the right thing to do. But we can't deny the fact that her inability to handle the mental pressure, and again, we don't understand it because we're not there. I'm not a world-famous athlete. Many of us think that we would kill to, to be one, uh, but then you get there in their shoes, and I think maybe they think differently sometimes, right? So, and I'm all for mental health. I think it's important. But I think the conversation shouldn't revolve around putting her on this pedestal for, for bailing on the competition. I think it should be, I think it should revolve around how can we prevent more people from falling into this pitfall because she just lost out on a massive opportunity. She is at the absolute prime of her career, the athletic prime of her entire life. She had an opportunity to break records and win all sorts of gold medals for herself and for her teammates and her coaches. Um, she had a chance to do amazing things, get more sponsors lined up to to pay her millions of dollars to endorse, you know, to endorse them, and she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it, and so the chances of her being disappointed in this decision, regretting this decision, regret's not the best word, just because if she's going to put herself in danger, then she shouldn't regret the decision. But regretting not being better prepared mentally. She's going to regret that. And so the conversation needs to revolve around how can we better prepare each other? How can we better lift one another so that these situations don't happen? So that somebody as talented as Simone Biles, someone with God-given ability like nobody else and who's worked their entire life to improve those God-given abilities, to get, to get better and more athletic and more honed in and more dialed in her craft. She worked her entire life for these Olympics in particular. She's 24. She's got one more probably in her. Um, but after that, like even 28, I don't I don't know. You don't see many gymnasts at 28. It's usually like they're 19, you know? She was 19 at the last ones. This was is, of course, five years later because COVID delayed it a year. So she's 24 now. I mean, this was it. This was it. This was a huge, huge point in her life to catapult her, no pun intended, into another stratosphere of wealth, of fame, of fortune, um, to inspire others. And, and sure, you can take, when life gives you lemons, you can make lemonade and she can inspire people to be better with their mental health. But she could have done that while still competing. So she's going to regret this. She's going to look back on this with sadness. Um, again, you can take lemons and you can make lemonade out of it. But let's just, let's just not deny the fact that she let her teammates down she did. They were all there. They got a silver medal for the first time in like four Olympics or something like that. And that might be many of those girls' only chance they will ever get ever, period. And she's the best player. Can you imagine LeBron James in the finals just being like, guys, I'm, I'm not feeling it tonight. I'm out. I can't play. And it's like game seven. It's game seven of the finals and your best player is just like, I can't do it. I, I'm sorry. I can't do it. You're a baseball team. And your ace pitcher, Game 7 of the World Series, he's like, ah, I can't do it. I'm sorry, guys. I just can't do it. I got I to gotta go. 
that would, I mean, they would get crucified. They would get absolutely crucified if they did that, if it was a different sport. Again, this is different. There's flips, there's spins, there's twists, there's a lot of hang time. There's a much more significant risk of injury. So I get it. I get it. I'm on board with her pulling out. She needed to do that. The conversation needs to revolve around how can we better prepare ourselves, each other, lift each other up so that this doesn't happen to somebody else. Because she just lost out on a massive opportunity that she will never get again. She'll have different opportunities that come to her now. She can public speak on mental health. She can probably get some endorsements based around that. But her days as like the all-star rock star gymnast are kind of over. They're certainly shifted dramatically. And so I feel bad for her. I feel bad for the girls that, that uh, worked their butts off for a gold medal and got a silver because their best teammate didn't participate. I feel bad for the coaches. I feel bad for the whole situation. It just sucks. It just sucks. Um, the flip side, of course, is she can now public speak. She can be an inspiration for mental health. She can bring all this awareness to it, which I hope it does. I hope it does bring mental uh, awareness to mental health issues. I think Instagram is a huge problem, social media in general. Um, you compare your real life to everybody else's highlight reel. Forgetting that you're putting your own highlight reel out there. So that's what everyone else is doing. They're only, you know, showing the best of the best stuff. Um, so I think that's a problem, you know, and and she is young and she's not a regular sport athlete where they're dealing with the, the media on a daily basis. I mean, these NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, kind of bigger, more mainstream sport athletes, they're used to it. Golfers, tennis players even, they're used to dealing with... Um, you know, the media on a more regular basis. She's not. And so she gets on this stage and she feels like the whole weight of the world is on her shoulders. And the, the truth is it wasn't. It wasn't. Like, I didn't care if she won gold or not. I wanted her to for her and for pride in like her and feeling a connection in some way because we're from the same country with her. But it wasn't going to affect my life if she didn't win gold. It wasn't going to, it doesn't affect my life that she withdrew from the competition. The only person's life it affects is hers and her teammates and coaches and trainers even, people that worked their butts off to help her. And I will say, we can't deny the fact that she withdrew from a competition where there's only so many spots available. That spot could have been filled by somebody else who was ready, who was prepared, who was mentally tough enough to do it. And I don't mean that as a diss. It's like, it's so, I'm like, I'm like scared to say the truth, but that's, I'm a podcaster that wants to speak the truth. So I'm going to speak the truth. Um, again, she made the right decision, but it's just too bad that it went down that way. Um, because I do think some people were let down. I think there's some people that will never get a gold medal. Um, and I think that there'll be forever a silver medal hanging in people's homes uh, as a reminder that Simone Biles bailed. I think that's just reality. So hopefully it does bring awareness to mental health and people can improve. Everyone collectively can improve. But people need to know that just relax. You know, like social media is not everything. What you see on Instagram and on the internet is not everything. Um, Simone Biles is a great human being with or without a gold medal. She's a great human being with or without her gymnastic ability. And the sad part is that she said she didn't even realize that until she received all this outpouring of love. So that is a win. I will absolutely get on board with that. That is a win. What's, what's not a win is that she didn't realize it before. So that's on, that's on her a little bit, of course, to take care of herself, but it's also on her teammates, her coaches, her family, her friends, People in the media that have been talking about her. This is the first time ever I've ever talked about her. Um, I love her commercial, by the way, where she's like flipping onto the roof and stuff. I do love that. Uh, very funny. 
But anyway, it's on them and her to help her understand that in advance. So I hope that that'll happen, especially with younger athletes, that they'll realize that they are more than just an athlete. They are more than just their athletic ability. They are human beings. Um, and then hopefully they won't experience this same pressure and, and have kind of a, a meltdown. Um, so she was a, she was a trooper and stayed out there and cheered on her teammates, which I liked. They get the silver medal. And then Suni Lee, a fellow American, she takes home the gold in the women's all around. So that was very cool. And obviously Simone was, uh, supportive of that. So I like that. Okay. Sticking with the Olympics, uh, 17 year old Lydia Jacoby, she won gold in the hundred meter breaststroke. And she is from Seward, Alaska, 17 years old. They only have one 50-meter pool in the entire state of Alaska. I don't know where it is, but I don't know if she had access to it or not. Probably not because she's only 15 or 17. Uh, but maybe she did occasionally for some training. But I would imagine that she's not swam in a 50-meter pool much in her life. Yet here she is in the Olympics on the biggest stage winning the uh, gold medal in 100-meter breaststroke. And her hometown was going berserk absolutely berserk people going crazy they're in a big auditorium they're just jumping and cheering and it looked like they were even maybe kicking chairs over on accident there was so much excitement that's what sports does the excitement that sports brings it unites people it's amazing i love every second of it i just watched that over and over i reposted it to my instagram and i was like man you gotta love sports i love it that's the type of inspiration that that uh, simone biles gave us five years ago that we hope she could have given us this year this year, she had a different different path to go down, I guess. But Lydia Jacoby, 17 years old, gold medalist, 100-meter breaststroke out of, out of uh, Alaska. Very cool. Okay, moving on from the Olympics, going to talk now about uh, Ben Simmons. The draft is tonight, and the Sixers are desperately trying to get rid of Ben Simmons and cannot do it. They initially offered him to Toronto for Fred Van Vliet, Anunaby. His name's very difficult for me. And they wanted a first-round draft pick as well. Or maybe it was a second-round draft pick. I can't remember, actually. But they wanted a pick, and Van Vliet and Anunoby for Ben Simmons. Toronto declined. Declined that offer. Then they go to the Warriors. Um, and they offer the Warriors Ben Simmons. But they want, in exchange, they want Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and four first-round picks. What? Four first-round picks? in exchange for two solid players, or sorry, sorry, four first-round picks and two solid players in exchange for Ben Simmons? Come on, 76ers. I mean, that's, that's a bit much. That's a, that's a tall order. That's a big ask, especially for a guy whose stock is dropping rapidly. This is sad for Ben Simmons. He's not competing in these Olympics. He's kind of just disappeared. His History shows us that he's very prideful and that he does not work on his game. His numbers have stayed, they just have flatlined his entire career with a small dip in his shooting percentage at the line. It's just getting worse. Um, the Sixers are in trouble. They got to they gotta turn this around. They got to figure something out because I don't know if, if Ben Simmons is going to be the guy. I don't think he is. The team chemistry is going to be off. Unless he comes back and can shoot, he's just, he's now he's a head case. And so... Very interesting stuff out of Philadelphia. Keep an eye on that. Also, uh, trade rumors going crazy. I talked about this on Monday's podcast. It looks like Russell Westbrook, right before I sat down to do this podcast, um, Sham Sharanya, however you pronounce his name, he was saying, he tweeted out, he's like, he's like Woj almost. He tweeted out that the Warrior, excuse me, the Lakers and the Wizards 
are very close to a deal that will send Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. So it's looking very likely that Westbrook is going to be a Los Angeles Laker joining LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's a super team. I said I don't think he's the best fit. I think they'd be better off if they got Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. But again, that's two players instead of just one. But this is a super team. They still don't have the the shooters they need. They're trying to get Buddy Heald. Uh, The rumor with Buddy Heald is that they were going to get him from Sacramento in exchange for Kuzma um, and one other player. I can't remember who it was now. But they're trying to get a shooter in Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's a fantastic three-point shooter. So if they could get Buddy Heald... And get, they, they get rid of Kuzma, maybe even Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And then they also pick up Russell Westbrook. Yikes. Look out. The, the Lakers would be right there with the Nets as contenders. The Nets, I think, would still have a slight edge. They've got Harden, Durant, Irving. And then um, you know they've got sharpshooters already. And that's where I think the Lakers are going to be the most, you know, I guess, uh, inept is at the three-point line. So lots going on in the NBA. Very excited to watch that. Um, speaking of the NBA, two funny things. One, one, Andre Drummond released some NFT, which is like a crypto like uh, artwork kind of thing. And he uh, he started the bidding at like $50,000 shoe. He was going to sell it for 50000 bucks or something like that. It was a shoe design. You could des- design a shoe with him and it was his NF. I'm reading it right now. So it was his NFT collection plus a $50,000 item to design a shoe with him. So I don't know if that means you'd have to pay 50 grand for the whole thing, but I think that's where like the bidding started. Uh, so far, the highest bid was $7.87 as of yesterday. $7.87. I don't know what Andre Drummond was thinking. Uh, whoever advised him on that was, should probably lose their job. Um, okay, the other thing with the NBA, and then we'll go to uh, some, some NFL stuff. Malice at the Palace. This was, I'll never forget this. This was 2004, November of 2004. And I was actually on set for ESPN uh, game day, ESPN's college game day. They were in Salt Lake City. University of Utah was playing uh, BYU the next day. This was a Friday night. And I'm actually there with like Kirk Herbstreet and the, the game day crew, which was a very cool experience. And I'm watching um, this massive, massive fight go down where players are running into the stands and beating people up, right? You've heard of this. You all know this. This is the malice at the palace. This was the Pistons and the Pacers. And you've got Steven Jackson and Ron Artest beating up fans. Jermaine O'Neal beating up fans. Ben Wallace shoves... uh, Ron Artest in the face, a little brouhaha breaks out, gets broken up. Artest goes and lays on the scorer's table. Fan kind of chucks his beer out of the stands onto him. Artest goes berserk, loses it. Into the stands he goes, actually ends up beating up the wrong guy. Steven Jackson into the stands he goes, beats up fans. Absolute total disgrace. The game was almost over too. Total disgrace uh, by the fan who threw the beer and especially by the athletes who reacted the way they did. Um, total chaos ensues. Uh, massive suspensions take place, dress code changes, like everything changes in the NBA. Okay, this was a a monumental moment in NBA history. Well, finally, finally, the powers that be at Netflix are bringing us a documentary. It comes out August 10th, which is like two weeks from now. So I am very excited for this documentary, August 10th. uh, Malice at the Palace documentary on Netflix. going to be 
legit. So I'm very excited for that. Okay, moving on to the NFL. Two things to talk about here. One, Tom Brady's trick shot. Uh, I guess you call it a trick shot. Did you see this where he's throwing the ball into the machine that throws the ball back at you? He's throwing it like directly between the two spinning wheels and it like wedges in there and then spits back out at him. I watched this thing 35 times trying to decide where it was photoshopped, trying to find the imperfections that would show that it was photoshopped, that it was fake, listening to it to see if the audio would be off, watching for like jump cuts or little you know, glitches or anything I could. I couldn't see any. I started reading comments. I saw it on 20 different accounts that posted it. All the comments, people couldn't figure out if it was real or not. It's either the most amazing Photoshop job I've ever seen or Tom Brady is insanely accurate. He's only about 12 yards away and with the first two throws, but he throws it, spits it right back out to him, throws it directly into, I mean, I mean, the window is the tiniest little window that he's got. Throws it right directly into it the first time, spits it out, he catches it into it the second time, catches it. I also tried to see if it was in reverse and I started thinking, I don't know how it could be in reverse. I don't know how that would work to be in reverse. Um, you know, yeah, it just doesn't look like it's in reverse to me. I don't know how you even do it. He'd have to do the most perfect you know, throwing motion. I don't know how you'd even do it. Um, maybe they could like splice video together where like it was part in reverse and then part forward. I could see that. I don't know. But then the third time he backs up like eight yards, throws it from close to 20 yards out, again, right down the pipe, and it actually tips the machine backwards. Ball spits up in the air, and everything looked good. Everything looks smooth. So it's either the greatest, the greatest uh, Photoshop job ever or the guy is wicked accurate. Um, okay, now Aaron Rodgers reports to Green Bay and just drops bombs all over the front office uh, in his first press conference saying just straight up, it wasn't about the money. I got plenty of money. This was about, he was very mature about it, very professional, but basically saying, I need to be involved in decision-making. I People aren't coming to Green Bay because they want a vacation here. They're coming here to play with me. They're coming here to win a title. And he's right. He's absolutely right. So Part of me still thinks they should have traded him, um, but maybe him coming out and being this blunt and them conceding, that might be just what's needed for the chemistry among coaches and teammates to be great because whether or not you have great chemistry with the front office doesn't really matter that much. We saw that with the last dance, the Michael Jordan Bulls. They hated Jerry Krause. And, I mean, it didn't matter. They kept winning title after title after title. So it really doesn't matter Aaron's relationship with the front office or other teammates' relationship with the front office. What matters is their relationship, the teammates' relationships with each other and with their coaches. If that is good, the Packers are a real threat. Um, to me, they could have gotten a lot for Aaron Rodgers. They could have started their guy, Jordan Love, and they could have gone down that path and taken a King's Ransom for Aaron Rodgers. I still think that could have been a really good idea. If they get even one Super Bowl, obviously they win this bet you know, by sticking with him. But... Love that Aaron Rodgers came out and just bluntly said it like it was. And he's basically saying, I don't give two you-know-whats what this front office thinks of me. I run this franchise. Whether, whether that's what my title says or not, I run this franchise. People are coming here to play with me. They're not coming here to play with the Packers. They're not coming here to play in Green Bay. They're not coming here to be in Wisconsin. They're coming here because Aaron Rodgers is here. They now got Randall Cobb back. I actually like, like Randall Cobb. He's older and... He, he'll be their third receiver or something. He'll be a factor, but a small one. So keep an eye on the Packers. Could be very interesting there. Okay, last thing I forgot to mention NBA, so I'm going to go back to it. Um, the NBA 2K came out with their ratings, and I thought this was interesting. I've got the top 10 guys. Um, or these are predictions, rather. 
And um, they had Steph Curry. These predictions that I saw had Steph Curry and Kevin Durant at 97 each, Giannis at 96, LeBron 95, Luka 95, Jokic 95, and then it drops to Kawhi at number seven at a 94, Embiid in 94, Harden in 94, and then Lillard in 93. So I'm wondering who would, are those the top 10 players in the NBA? I think it's pretty close. I think it's pretty close. I don't know if I'd put Steph Curry as a 97 and then Giannis a 96 um, and other players worse than Curry, but Curry is right there. I do think Durant's the best in the league. I think Giannis is probably second best. LeBron's always going to be in the mix. Um, Anyway, just kind of a fun little thing. I'll be honest. I thought these were the actual ratings, and now as, as I'm looking at it, I'm realizing their predictions, so not as much to talk about there. Guys, please subscribe to the podcast. You're amazing. Keep watching the Olympics. Go Team USA. I love Simone Biles. I wish her nothing but the best, and I hope that we can change the conversation a little bit to help others to prevent this from happening because we all know deep down she would love to go win a bunch of gold medals. You guys are awesome. I'll see you next time. I am out. Peace. We got the Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports. You're the